Top of the morning, Dan and Amy. I'll tell you what, uh, Democrat Socialist It Girl, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she can't talk enough. Please continue interviewing her as long as she'll do those interviews, as long as she'll allow reporters into her town halls, having to reverse that policy. Yeah, did you see around with Jake Tapper? Oh, my gosh, she made her look like a fool. Well, she made herself, I think, look like a fool. Why? It's there's a, no plan how to pay for all this. It's real simple. She's got uh, $40 trillion in additional spending she'd like to do oh. over the next decade. Uh, she's got $2 billion in tax increases. She says, well, finance it. Is the money Jake, fairy going to come and just hand it over to her? Uh, that's what Jake Tapper asked Ms. Cortez when she appeared on his program. Your platform has called for various new programs, including... Medicare for all, housing is a federal right, a federal jobs guarantee, tuition-free public college, canceling all student loan debt. Um, according to nonpartisan and left-leaning studies friendly to your cause, including the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities or the Tax Policy Center, the overall price tag is more than $40 trillion in the next decade. You recently said in an interview that increasing taxes on the very wealthy plus an increased corporate tax rate would make $2 trillion over the next 10 years. So where's the other $38 trillion going to come from? Well, one of the things that we need to realize when we look at something like Medicare for All, Medicare for All would save the American people a very large amount of money. And what we see as well is that these systems are not just uh, pie in the sky. They are, many of them are accomplished by every modern civilized democracy in the Western world. The United, uh, the United Kingdom has a form of single-payer health care. Canada, France, Germany. What we need to realize is that these investments are better and they are good for our future. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jake Tapper tried again. You say it's not pie in the sky, but $40 trillion is quite a bit of money. Uh, and the, the taxes that you talked about raising to pay for this, to pay for your agenda, only count for two. And I'm, I'm, we're going by left-leaning uh, mm -hmm. analysts. Right. Well, when you look again at, again, how our health care works, currently we pay mu much of these costs go into the private sector. So what we see is, for example, you know, a year ago I was working what? downtown in a restaurant. I, I went around and I asked how many of you folks have health insurance. Not a single person did because these they were paying, they would have had to have paid $200 a month uh, for for a payment for insurance that, that had an $8,000 yeah. deductible. Yeah, what these yeah, represent are lower costs yeah. overall for her. these programs. Yeah. And additionally, what this is, is a broader agenda. We do know and we acknowledge that there are political realities. There it we go. And she prattled on for another 40 seconds. So Jake Tapper just gave up and said, you know, maybe we'll try the next time you're on. I'll tell you who may be able to help her remember those talking points from the Marx Engels reader. Our next guest, Juan Williams. He's Fox News contributor, columnist for The Hill. His uh, latest piece, America Warms Up to Socialism. Juan, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, America might be warming up to socialism, but I don't know if uh, that the Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez elevation really serves Democrats electorally uh, in the short term. What do you think? I think it serves Republicans. I'm listening to how not only you, but I mean, I think people are beating up on her left and right. She's had difficulty answering questions about yeah, she doesn't know anything between the Israelis and the Palestinians. I mean, she's 28 years old, and I think she's coming into her own. But I must say, the voters in her district stunned everybody when she beat Joe Crowley uh, in New York, and basically she made an approach to the voters that was about socialism. Uh, right, and right. it's not about 
having the government claim the means of production, which is the technical definition. It's more in the sense that there should be a social safety net uh, for Americans, especially people who are in need of medical care and the like. Um, but if you look at this, and this is why I wrote the column for The Hill, if you look at it across the board in terms of uh, college tuition and college debt being a problem for people, in terms of health care, in terms of minimum wage issues, the American people, not just Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, tremendously support these programs. And so they, they think that, as Bernie Sanders has said, in the past, what you get is a system that benefits the rich but has neglected the poor. And so the working man, the middle class American, should have a chance at a decent life in this country. But they do. I mean, the medium household income for middle class is higher than it's been in decades. I mean, they do have a That's fighting right, chance. And, and there's always exactly, social service systems. Right, but there's always social systems in place that, as Dan Proft once said to me, that no one is going to starve if they live in America. There's always a you know a food pantry, a soup line, something that you could go to, to to get a meal and a place you could say a shelter to or or a dozens of overlapping food support programs, for example. Yes. Right. Well, I think that's true. But you're talking there at the very bottom. I mean, that's for people who are homeless and struggling. I'm talking about you know somebody in a family. Maybe you have two, the husband and wife working. They're bringing in. Uh, what they consider to be a decent income. But if they have a medical issue, oh, my gosh, it can be catastrophic for them economically. I'm talking about people trying to buy a house these days in Chicago, New York, L.A. I mean, you think, oh, my God, why is it I'm working hard, but I can't afford a house? You know, I think lots of people now are feeling like the income inequality issue in the country is so large that it's having political resonance. And that's what I think people can call it socialism, but if you get on the ground, what you find is that people say, you know what, Social Security, you want to call that socialism? How about Medicare? How about Medicaid? Do you think that's socialism? And, of course, the American voters have long ago said that's not socialism. That's just smart. That's good American values at play because we protect <laughs> the elderly and we protect the sick. Yeah, the uh, the two uh, sectors that you referenced, healthcare and uh, the college education, two of the sectors you referenced, of course, the main purchaser, even before Obamacare, uh, was the government. And so the government, uh, of course, exacerbating the cost problem, as the government does when it engages in a takeover. And that's actually the experience those other industrialized countries, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez, was uh, describing a lower quality at higher cost. PGR Works' famous formulation for the Canadian healthcare system. The good news about that gallbladder surgery you need, it's free. The bad news is you're never going to get it. And uh, that's sort of, uh, I guess, what uh, is the job of capitalists, to, to be fair to you and to be fair to Ocasio-Cortez. It's the job of capitalists to explain why capitalism is a more moral and efficient system for organizing a free society and economy than is a government-centric system like socialism. I guess that's our job, and perhaps we're failing, and that's your point. No, I, well, I don't know if it's failing, because I think we do have moderators or governors, if you will, on capitalism in America. I was just referencing Social Security, for example, Medicare. So, I mean, obviously, we make provisions to try to make sure that people don't fall uh, to the bottom in our society or are left unattended in the moment of uh, medical or other kinds of need. Um, but the key here, to my mind, is that we are in a society now where we're seeing 
greater income inequality, and I think the middle class is responding. I mean, we're talking about well, actually, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, but you could talk about Bernie Sanders in the last election doing so well in the Democratic primaries. Bernie Sanders calls himself a Democratic Socialist. Oh, I, I know. Mean, out yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, he's, right. he's been that forever. Right. Bernie Sanders is right now one of the most popular politicians in the country. You look at that young man running for governor down in Florida, Andrew Gillum. He's saying the same thing that Sanders and Octavia, Octavia Cortez are saying. So is this woman who just went up in Boston, uh, Elisa Presley. Uh, so I think that you have to understand that what you might technically caricature as, oh, they're giving over government control, that's not what people are saying in the polls. They're saying, you know what, we just feel like the, the country right now is not looking out for the middle class, not looking out for me and my family. Yeah. And well, I think well, that's something that you're going to see more and more people, left and right, have to deal with as we see rising income. Well, are, are they not aware well, so of what's going right. on in Venezuela? I mean, it's, it's not well, that's, an extre- that, that's, that's, that's extreme like socialism. socialism. Okay, so democratic socialism, socialism light. We're slow walking it. Oh, slow playing it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, but, but oh, you think we're on the path to that? Huh? Well, I mean, we got what, what do we have? Eighty trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities uh, uh, in a four trillion dollar annual budget. I mean, well, you, you tell me. Obviously, we just had a tremendously large tax cut for the big corporations. I'm sorry. That $80 trillion hasn't piled up over the last 18 months, Juan. I no, mean, I let's just get said serious. added to the debt with the tax cut that we just provided, right? But the tax cut it's never on the spend disproportionately side. benefited the rich and ne- the big corporations. No, it, never on the spend side. The middle class. But the Gini coefficient, by the way, is static. But I want to I move on, though. I, another question that's, that's midterm related. Maxine Waters, uh, uh, you know, she's impeachment uh, all the time. There, no justice, no peace, Maxine. She also said that uh, uh, Trump is uh, trying to uh, – is using her, is attacking her – for her incessant talk about impeachment as a way to motivate his base voters out, base voters who don't like black people anyway. Uh, do you think that's a fair statement for Maxine? I, I think Maxine Waters has become the face of the impeachment thing. I mean, when she talks about impeachment, uh, I see that it gets picked up and it reverberates in the conservative uh, media bubble. But I don't know. To me, you know, when she was he on with Joy called Reed. people, I mean, I'm sorry. She she was on with Joy Reid. It's not like she's uh, just within the conservative bubble. She's being no, no, elevated by the media. Up, it gets picked up and repeated uh, as if Maxine Waters is, you know, the, the leading Democrat in America. Uh, so, I mean, to me, the, the the problem here is when the president goes after black women. That, that Maxine Waters is that uh, when he called. Uh, you know, a dog to Omarosa. I mean, these kind of things are offensive. Uh, okay, so that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll so stipulate it. Now, what about Maxine Waters' statement? Well, I say he repeatedly goes after no, her. He calls her low intelligence and all the rest. I, I mean, if he wanted she's to not say to blame for Maxine her actions? Waters is wrong, fine. But I think that when you get personal, I mean, I've had people say to me, you know, he gets personal and he bullies everybody. I just think that um, given our history in the country in terms of race, uh, that he shows a tremendous <laughs> disregard for uh, for, how, for people's sensitivities on that. So wait, he's attacks, attacking Maxine Water because she's African-American? 
No, no I, I said the way he attacks her, Amy, the the way he goes after her intellect, the way that he mocks mm-hmm. her. I just, I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. Okay, I, but I but, leave that to you to make your own judgment. But but I'm asking for your opinion on Maxine Waters saying he's trying to turn people out. She's not talking about him now. Trying to turn people out who don't like black people anyway. That's well, what she said. In her mind, in, in her mind, I think she sees the appetite that Trump has for attacking her as evidence that he sees her as a convenient political foil that will stir his face. And she sees race as part of it. That's all you're hearing there. And I don't think that's any great surprise. Um, okay. Uh, another topic, just want to get your take on uh, where you think the uh, Mueller investigation uh, is at present and where it might be going with uh, Trump ordering on Monday. Uh, the process by which uh, declassification of all kinds of documents, including text messages from former FBI Director Jim Comey, will be released and made public? Well, I think that at this point, you know, it, it looks like the the president is flailing a little bit. The question is why? We don't know all that's going on. We do know about Manafort's plea deal at the end of last week. We know that uh, People, including Devin Nunes, the congressman from California on House Intel, has been asking the president to release these documents over the last year, and he has refrained from doing so. I know the intelligence agencies don't think that it's proper to ever release a FISA document because you're indicating to the entire world, including your enemies, some of your sources of information and your, you know, the way that your methods and, and strategies, as well as your, your informants. Um, so they don't like it. So the president didn't do it, but now he's doing it. I don't know if that means he feels like things are coming to a, some kind of deciding point. We're crossing a bridge. Is Mueller getting closer to something? I don't know, but uh, it hmm. seemed to me like he was lashing out. It's interesting. Uh, uh, Bob Woodward was on with our colleague Hugh Hewitt uh, the other day about his book, and he was asked specifically, in all of your investigation, did you find any evidence of collusion or conspiring with Russians in the Trump administration of Woodward said no and I looked you know very hard for such information so boy it's not, nobody seems to be able to find this uh, information not smoking gun scintilla uh, in support of these claims that Adam Schiff and others make routinely on cable news channels but it's we'll see how it plays out he is Juan Williams Fox News contributor columnist for the hill his most recent column at the hill.com America warms up to socialism Juan thanks for joining us as always appreciate it my pleasure. Have a great day, Dan and Amy. You too. Yep. And he joined us on our.